So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, today we're gonna go ahead with another book, and the book is called The How of Happiness. And it kind of has something to do with stumbling on happiness. Kind of, I don't know how, maybe it's the same author, I don't remember, but I've also went through it relatively lately, to be honest. So, um, yeah, maybe it's a cool one, maybe we can learn something there, and yeah, we will see. And I'm gonna see you after the intro, as always. As always, and as every day, you know, because this is uh, what we're doing. This is uh, what we always do, what uh, we as human beings are doing. And I've just seen that my mother called me seven minutes ago, but everything is fine, so so yeah, should be fine. Should be fine, should be good to go. Um, Yeah, anyway, I think we're just gonna go ahead with it, I know, because I don't wanna waste your time. Can I please thank you? So there it is, again from the Derek Sivers site, aka the Sivers.org site, which is just amazing. Um, I kind of also have a th- feeling that I should check out other sites as well so that I'm not only getting it from one source. But yeah, since I love stumbling on happiness, I was prepared to love this. But the big difference is that stumbling on happiness show tests and experiments to prove their points, whereas this book only prevents or presents, I'm sorry, conclusions, maybe equally accurate, but less convincing. And the book is called The How of Happiness by Sonia Lubomirsky, something like that. What are the meanings and mysteries of happiness? Question mark. Is it possible to acquire more of it? And can new happiness ever endure? These are foundational questions to which I have devoted my entire career as a research psychologist. Uh, thought or taught a single happiness enhancing strategy to a group of severely depressed people, those whose depression scores um, put them in the most extremely depressed category. Although these individuals had great difficulty even leaving their beds, they were instructed to log on to a website and engage in simple exercise, or in a simple exercise. The exercise involved uh, recalling and writing down three good things that happened every day. For example, Rosalind called to say, Hello, I read a chapter of a book my therapist recommended, and I and the sun finally came out today. Within 15 days, their depression lifted from severe, severely depressed to mildly to moderate depressed, and 94% of them experienced relief. Which is a fucking good thing. I think it is kind of just the beauty of seeing the good in life, and not only focusing on the bad things that, that, that are always going to be there, and that we're always going to see, but, but yeah, but yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. I like that. And I think you should also be doing that. I mean, if you're struggling with depression, no, I think it is a good exercise and it is a good thing to do. And, and yeah, I like it. I really, really like it. We have been conditioned to believe that the wrong things will make us lastingly happy. Psychological scientists have amassed persuasive evidence that we are routinely off base about what will bring us pleasure and fulfillment and as a result, we sometimes work to make things happen that don't actually make us happy. Yes, you know, um, the business, the money, all those things that we think. And then in the end, we just realize that it is only about the whole journey. It's only about the whole process of doing that. And in the end, the goal, the end result, the end thing is not going to be as good as we thought it would be. The thinking and behavior patterns of the happiest participants in our studies, they devoted a great amount of time to their family and friends, nurturing and enjoying those relationships. And I believe it is such an incredibly important thing. Being alone 
and feeling alone and feeling like that there's nobody that gives a fuck about you is just such a fucked up thing and such a unhealthy thing or such an unhealthy thing um it's insane it really is and i've also seen that with um just not really caring about all those relationships as much as i actually should and it is a fucked up thing and you should not be doing this you know really really keep an eye on all relationships love relationships friends whatnot family really heavily important being alone is such a fucked up thing they are comfortable expressing gratitude for all they have they're often the first to offer helping hands to co-workers and pass by. They practice optimism when imagining their futures. They savor life's pleasures and try to live in the present moment. They make physical exercise a weekly and even daily habit. They are deeply committed to lifelong goals and ambitions. For example, fighting fraud, building cabinets, or teaching their children their deeply held values. Last but not least, the happiest people do have their share of stresses, crises, and even tragedies. They may become just as distressed and emotionally in such circumstances as you or I, but their secret weapon is the poise and strength they show in coping in the face of challenge. Coping. Yes, indeed. I think we all have challenges. I think we all have tragedies and there's always going to be something. And I think it's also these people that understand that without the bad, there is no good. And without the good, there is no bad. There has to be both things so that either one of those things exists. So we need both of them. Um, I think, yeah. Definitely. I would, by the way, also say healthy eating. I mean, if you're just only eating shit, like you're gonna feel shit. And if you feel shit um, physically, then, you know, what about your mental health? What about you mentally? Are you gonna feel so amazing? I'm not quite sure. I wouldn't say so. I really wouldn't. I use the term happiness to refer to the experience of joy, contentment, or positive well being combined with a sense that one's life is good, meaningful, and worthwhile. And I think especially the last two things, it is just really important, meaningful and worthwhile. If you're doing something meaningful and worthwhile every day, maybe the whole day long, then, then well, not even maybe, but just, or not only maybe, but of course, all day long, then you're going to feel way better. If you think that whatever you're doing, whether it is learning something, whether it is doing something, makes sense to you, to your life, and there is a reason why you're doing this, it has meaning, then you're going to feel better about it. But once you just understand or just kind of see or get into thinking that whatever the fuck you're doing is just meaningless and you're doing it just based on being bored and stuff, then it's it's not good. It really is not. It's fucked up indeed. And we should all have an eye on that and we should all think about that. And, and, and yeah, really important because I've also seen that, you know, but in a negative way. I've seen that, um, okay, I'm all day long at home because I'm not able to go to school. So where's the meaning where is the purpose what should i be doing all day long of course i am somehow doing the exact same things all day long but i'm just in the exact same place it doesn't feel as uh, just being in school and also just all those thoughts that come along with that like i will never ever be in school once again unless i just attend university which i by the way consider now more than ever before not only because i haven't had this two months, I guess, at this point in time, or then, of school that I would have normally had, but um, primarily based on why not. You know, it's, it's actually always been some things, and if somebody asks me, I'm just too, I don't know, 80% gonna say, like, no, I'm gonna work after school, because I feel like doing something. The thing is, um, the thing is, I like people, and, and, and I mean, it could also just be the completely wrong thought. You know, it could just be the, the, the best thing I could do to work 
I know, but in a company where I feel like that the, and this is gonna take some time, that the people around me are like just fucking cool and I like them. You know, I just really need the social aspect of just work and school and whatnot. I mean, uh, if my guys weren't at school, then school wasn't that good. School wasn't that nice. It's been boring and fucked up and shitty and I didn't like it. But if my guys are there, if my boys are there, um, the people that I just deeply fucking like, and, and by the way, all the people in my class, they're super cool. I like all of them. Um, but of course, I have my buddies, and if they're around, then it's, it's fucking lit. It's fucking amazing. And I've, I've always appreciated that, and I've also got to appreciate that. And, and especially in these times, I just see like, and I gotta tell you, I mean, if you are just still in school and you're like, I don't know, you're still having a few years ahead, then please... Please, 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 please take these years not for granted. It's and, and also just try to make them good years. I mean, of course, some people like school and some people don't like school. If you don't like it, give a fuck about it and just try to make it as fast as possible. But if you like it, please consider the fact that in some years you're not going to be in school any longer. Right? That it's going to be something completely different to not be in school. And just really please think about that because I certainly wasn't um, grateful enough, I gotta say. Because I now feel bad, quite. Because I know that I'm never going to be in school once again. Even though I had the chance to get three additional days, I guess. Yes, quite three. And, um, but, but, but because of the risk, and I've been talking about it before, so I'm not going to get in it too much. Uh, because of the risk that is evolved with that, it is, um, I thought like, I do not want to risk it. I do not want to risk my health, their health, me graduating from school this year, you know, quite, or just in a month, basically, not even three weeks. Um, I do not really want to miss that, you know, or not even, it's quite 20 days or some shit, so it's actually not, <laughs> not that much time left, so I gotta, I think I gotta have to learn a little bit, even though I've, I've passed it, I've already passed the exams, you know, since, uh, rules and since laws are different right now, yeah, but let's see, myth, happiness lies in changing our circumstances, I would be happy if, or I will be happy when, Changes in our circumstances, no matter how positive and stunning, actually have little bearing on our well-being. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, like, if you're just surrounded by people that you absolutely hate, this is gonna create a lot of change, I know, if you change that up. Um, but I mean, there's other things, and I know what, the, what she's talking about there. One third of all homes in 1940 did not have running water, indoor toilets or bathtub slash showers, and more than half had no central heating. And now let's fucking complain. You know, and this is, I think, just a point of pointing that out. Um, we are having it really good. We're having it really good. Really, really good. I mean, of course, at this point of time, the whole corona thing, it, it, it fucks everybody. And I mean, I'm really also not happy about that because as I said, um, it makes me sad that I cannot be in school. You know, at this point of time, I would be in school. I would be doing something, probably. And, and, and yeah, like, I don't know. Like, of course, I shouldn't also be like, oh, you know, it's so bad and I and complain about it, like, there's upsides, there's downsides, of course, really, kind of, and we, I think we can see them, and um, it's also a great lesson to learn, by the way, it's just, it's just also a great lesson, by the way, the downsides are just way more than the upsides, you know, just to get that right, you know, I don't want to be like, you oh, know, corona is so good, it's not, fucked up, hate it, uh, and hope that we're going to solve the problem relatively quickly, or really quickly, uh, because I want to see people happy again, and I want to see people just doing whatever again, because... I don't know. I, I don't know what impact this is going to have on our society and our people. Um, because I think there is going to be just some impact. There is going to be some influence there. I, I really think so. 
But well, you know, we gotta have to be happy for just, you know, us also having the internet and all these things, like we can do something, you know, we can learn to code. Something that other people have also been thinking about. Tim Ferriss and um, Kevin Rose, for example. Um, and also other things, you know, you, you could just use the time for learning another skill because we would basically have the capabilities to do so. And also just be on seminars and do something else. Uh, we could, we certainly could. Um, but of course, it is not easy. These times are not easy. Anyway, Frank Lloyd Wright observed, many wealthy people are little more than the janitors of their possessions. Well, well, well. Not only does materialism not bring happiness, but it's been shown to be a strong predictor of unhappiness. Because we always want more and stuff. Married people are significantly happier than their single peers. Because I believe, like, if you're married and there's always going to be a person around that you hopefully really, really, really like. And this is a great part. I mean, if you're surrounded by friends all the fucking time, I think it's the same thing. Even though, like, a love relationship is, is again, something else. I know, and it kind of mitigates a lot of fears as well, I know. The fear of, I don't know, just dying alone. The fear of, what if this person just really doesn't like me? You know, even though I've slept with him or with her and stuff like that. Like, I think it just sets our mind on ease to have a partner uh, on our side. And, and I think it also kind of has something to do with this underlying thought and this subconscious thought that everything is okay and everything is all right. And there's, there's just a few things we don't have to worry about. Um, that we probably would have to worry about when it is about some other shit. Like, I don't know. The only exception that I would argue is the effects of having children. As a mother of two, I can attest that the first time you cuddle with your child, it feels wonderful. The thousandth time, it feels, oh, maybe 95% as wonderful. I wonder. I wonder. I, by the way, also wonder whether I'm kind of going to have kids. Because I don't know. I know. I think it depends. I think it really depends on what I'm going to be able to accomplish quite somehow, I think. Uh, if you're unhappy with your job, your friends, your marriage, your salary, your looks, the first step you should take toward reaching greater lasting happiness is to put those things aside in your mind for now. Hard is it? Hard is what? Hard as it is, uh, try not to reflect on them. Keep reminding yourself that these things are really not, want, really not what is preventing you from getting happier. Whether or not you're a fraternal twin or any other sibling is happy or unhappy implies nothing about how happy or unhappy you might be. This fact that identical twins but not fraternal ones share similar happiness levels should suggest that happiness is largely genetically determined. And I also think so. Like there's got to be some habit. There's got to be some happy. Yeah. There's got to be some people that are just more happy than other people, which uh, is what it is, I guess. And um, it is fucked up. But I think it, it should also just um let someone be like oh you know it's just genetically proven because you can do that i think you just can have a look at your genetics and maybe also figure that out i don't know if it just if it is easy to do so or if you only need some blood or some other shit um anyway then then i don't know i think it should also be one of thing to to just say like okay you know uh my genetics it's my genetics you know i can't be happy i don't know i know just some sort of an excuse i would say which I think people are very likely to do and use. Two men, both named James, who encountered each other for the first time at age 39. The day they met, both were six feet tall and weighed at exactly 180 pounds. Each smoked Salem's, drank Miller Lite and habitually bit his fingernails or their fingernails. When they discussed their life histories, some incredible coincidences emerged. Both had married women named 
Linda, had uh, divorced them and then remarried a woman named Betty. Each James enjoyed leaving love notes to his wife throughout the house. Their firstborn sons were also named James. One James, Alan, and the other one James Allen, with uh, A-L-A-N and A-L-L-E-N. And both men had named their dogs Toy. Each James had owned a light blue Chevrolet and had driven it to the same beach in Florida, Pasa Grill Beach, for family vacations. Which is a fucking insane thing. And you can now say that, first of all, the funny thing is, what about, what about the women then? What about the women then? You know, we kind of forget about the women then. Kind of. How big is the chance or probability that these women are also just really the same? It could be the case. It could really be the case. Um, but it's, in, it's really interesting. I think it is kind of a point to, to say that it really is about genetics and really is about just those things, I guess. PQU is said to have a heritability, heritability of one because it's entirely genetically determined. But this doesn't mean that an infant born with the gene that causes PKU is doomed to its lethal effects. If the parents ensure that the infant's diet is free of amino acid called uh, penulalanine, which is found in such common foods as eggs, milk, bananas, and nutra sweet. Is it like some sweetener? Probably. The brain damage may be entirely prevented, which is insane, by the way. But I mean, you, you gotta have to see that, and you gotta also have to know about that. And I know you gotta also have to be just responsible. Like, I don't know. I'm not gonna give my child some bullshitty things now. The more stress and trauma the New Zealanders had experienced during the first five years, the more likely they were to become depressed. The uh, critical finding, however, was that the stressful experience led to depression only among those participants who carried the bad short allele, allele of the 5-HTTLPR gene. Interestingly, the same result was found for stress suffered in childhood. Those participants who were maltreated between ages 3 and 11 were more likely to become depressed at age 26, but again, only if they carried the ill-fated short allele. Which is something pretty interesting. And also yesterday, as I've been listening to an interview with, I think he's called George, but I'm uh, George Matei, Dr. George Matei and Tim Ferriss. It's a really cool interview about parenting, about genes, about um, uh, drugs essentially as well, so psychedelics. And um, what Tim Ferriss said was, was, was something pretty interesting. Um, he said that he is genetically more likely to have problems with alcohol, I know, so alcoholism. And on the other hand, uh, there's also some, some, some anger gene, you know, and I kind of have to say, like, I think I'm having something similar, you know, and I think it also just in general would be just, just really interesting to see what my genes look like, you know, and what you can actually see by having a look at your genes. Um, I don't know if, if you're just able to just get every single just uh, insight, then, or if it is like, okay, I just want to see if I'm having this gene or that gene, and then they prove it or test it, and then they can say like yes or no, or just yes, or if they can give you a sheet of all the things you have and all the things that are wrong with you and whatnot. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. What else to say? So, so I don't know, like, there's a lot of things that are predetermined or something, uh, even though I think the gene per se, it's not making things worse, but I think it's just making you more likely to do something, to, for example, be angry, I guess. I'm not sure about that, though. But yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting, and we're gonna go ahead with it tomorrow.
It's really interesting things. Really, really interesting things. And now I gotta have to do some cool stuff. Uh, gonna finish the script, I guess, and all sorts of other things that I that I want to do today. And I'm also seeing like encoding overloaded. But why? Oh, I see why. I clearly see why. Because there's just hundreds of thousands of different programs that I'm having open here. No wonder. Really, no wonder. And it is a little broken right now. I mean, I have the audio anyway, so fuck you. But I always want to have the video, essentially. I always want to have the video, essentially. But yeah, anyway, um, the question of today, the question of today is, can you do something to make the, uh, the pretty close people that are around you, to make their life a little tiny bit easier? Could you be doing something, you know? Think about it, please. Have a look at it. Evaluate that. See if you could be doing something. And if you can, then please consider doing something. Well, anyway, I am hopefully going to see you the next time. So I wish you the best health, of happiness, and also success. And also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered. This basically means your legacy. It basically means just being a nice person and being remembered as a nice person. But if I'm not going to see you again, then I just still hope that you're really fine, that your family's fine, that everyone is fine, that you're healthy, that everyone is healthy. And yeah. Um, three other questions that I'm having for you are why are you here what i'm trying to change and what is bothering you the most these three questions are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea which is a pretty cool thing a pretty important thing and yeah we're gonna see i know we're gonna see what uh, tomorrow is gonna bring us i feel really good today really really good today which is um something i enjoy and i really appreciate you know even though the weather is not good um i've broken up with my girlfriend three days ago some shit but i really feel good I really, I actually really feel good. I feel like um, pretty calm, I'd say. You know, there's not a lot of things that are bothering me. I mean, I can search for them. I can look for them, but I maybe I'm just also uh, trying to do not. So, if this makes sense. But yeah, I'm gonna see you, hopefully, and thank you.